0: and welcome back to Manifesting Muslimah. I'm your host Zara Pedersen and today I will be answering a question that is quite popular. If the thing that I'm trying to manifest or call into my life hasn't shown up, have I then done something wrong? This is such a common question and a very common concern. There's A very genuine concern about doing this whole law of attraction thing wrong and the truth is it's kind of difficult to get wrong once you know what you're doing because again i've mentioned in the past you're constantly using the law of attraction you're constantly manifesting something into your life the only difference is that you've you've decided to make it a a more conscious practice now but nonetheless i fully understand this concern because Once we sort of think, okay, well, I've done the work. When am I supposed to see the rewards? And this is where it gets a little bit tricky because nobody really can tell you when your blessing is supposed to come to you. So I've got five things that I'm going to delve into in this episode. Uh, So instead of just talking, I'm just going to get straight into it because I could honestly I could ramble on. Well, those of you who know me, know me. Anyway, (laughs) let's start with the first Point that our timeline is not the same as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's timeline is. What does that mean? Well, it means that quite often we have an idea of when we want certain things to happen to us in our lives. We have, like, let me take, let me take a, a very um, generic example here, and we're talking about love and marriage. Um, a lot of women specifically have this idea that they would like to be married before they're 30. Perhaps this has moved a little bit in the last decade or so but generally speaking there's a lot of girls who wish to find their spouse and have children and settle down sometime in their 20s where the reality of it is that in Allah's timeline, your 20s, you're still a baby, perhaps to him, or, you know, you haven't learned what you're supposed to learn in his timeline before he is willing to introduce you to your spouse and and let alone become a mother. So we sometimes have to be able to let go of our personal timelines. There is a oh my gosh i should have actually looked this up beforehand um but there is uh, a place in the quran where i think actually there's several places in the quran and it's um, worded slightly differently um every single time but it comes back to the same conclusion that when you sit down and you make dua, allah will answer it for you when you call upon me i will answer so this whole idea of this ayat is that there is no duha that is left unanswered so to speak that if the duha is genuine and it's coming from a place with good intentions that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer it for you by giving you that thing that you're asking for or something better than the thing that you've asked for so when we look at it through that lens there isn't a single thing that you're asking allah for that he's not going to reply to that he's not going to answer with a blessing one way or another the problem is that we can tend to get a little bit um, impatient maybe Uh, we can tend to get a little bit stuck in our own timelines we can tend to get stuck in people's expectations of when certain things are supposed to happen to us or for us Um, and this is where we have to really let go of some of the expectations that we have to when certain things are going to happen for us because he may already have answered your prayer your duha he may already have given you the thing but it's in accordance to his timeline and his plan for you so while you're saying i would like it within the next two months perhaps allah has a better plan that says you're actually not going to get it for another two years sometimes even 20 years i think a lot of us are so willing to write off old age because we get impatient and when i say write off old age i don't mean to write it off like oh we don't want to do it but as in we write off the amount of opportunities that are still open to us in a more ripe age that we hear about people, uh, who was it that I saw just the other day that I thought, wow, that's actually pretty impressive. Some actress or something who just had a baby at 52 years old, And, oh, I can't remember who it was right now. But either way, the point is that a lot of us write off motherhood when we're in our 30s, when in reality, sometimes, and it does happen. No, it's not common, but it does happen. Motherhood's not written for you until much later on in life. And then you can talk about having personal preferences to when you want to be a mother or whatever is going to happen into your life. But the point is that regardless of how you feel about it, Allah's plan is far greater than yours. So have a little bit of faith in that, you know. So the opportunities can still come to us much later on in life. So we have to stop limiting the blessings that Allah is willing to give us by putting our timeline onto it. OK, the second point that I want to make is that maybe Allah has actually been trying to give you this blessing in the now, but you don't pick up on it. You haven't acknowledged that. that the blessing has actually come, the manifestation has actually arrived, but it just looks different than what you wanted it to look like. So this is where I say nine times out of 10, of course, this is just like a number off the top of my head. I don't have like surveys done on this or anything, but I would say nine times out of 10, as in from personal experience, when we're asking Allah for something, when we ask for uh, something to happen to us or for us, we might have an idea and an expectation of what that's going to look like but in reality the The way that this blessing and the manifestation comes into our life looks different when it comes from Allah. That means that sometimes if we're asking a popular example, and I'm probably going to continue to come back to this example forever and a day, is around money because this is something that I feel like we can all relate to. We all want to have a little bit more money. The world is getting more and more pricey and we're all just struggling to keep up, right? So we're all asking for a little bit more financial backing, (laughs) If you can help me, Ya Rab, give me some money. Thank you. Um, and so uh, we will ask for money, but then we're just kind of like, OK, but I would expect it to come from my work. So I'm constantly looking at my work thinking, where is this opportunity to come from? But sometimes it can come from a completely different source. There may be a gift card that you've got stuck somewhere in a cupboard or in a drawer that's just waiting for you to take it down. This is not so much that, you know, Allah is 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 saying use the gift card that's enough money for you but it's it's a question of where we're already limiting ourselves when we're asking for the blessings do we already are we already surrounded by money and we're just kind of um i don't want to say foregoing it but like almost almost uh what's it called oh my god there's a word that I'm looking for kind of brushing it away brushing it aside and kind of going this doesn't count no no it doesn't count or you get a bigger tip at work if you work in a place where you get tips um but you didn't you don't want to count that as well you want it from you want two thousand pounds from one source and it has to come at the same time rather than there's 250 pounds on a gift card and there's um another 300 that you had in in something that you could sell in your closet that you never use or wear, and somebody else is willing to pay good money for it. It could be uh, a gift from someone, there's an extra 200 pounds, whatever. The point is just that sometimes we also have to understand that we might be sitting on top of the blessings already or that it'll come in a way that we didn't expect for it to come it doesn't have to come wrapped in like a beautiful red bow wrapped in like a a paper that that we like it can it can look very different and sometimes it'll come as an opportunity for us to make that money earn that money maybe you've got a friend who's like hey listen somebody at my work uh is going on maternity leave they're looking for somebody part-time can you come cover some shifts whatever it might be but the point is that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might be sending you these opportunities and these moments so that you can cash in on the blessing little by little or earning it in a different way don't forgo the blessings because you get so stuck on your expectation of how the blessing is supposed to look keep your eyes open because allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is communicating with us all the time through the things that he is allowing into our lives so pay attention the third point is simply that you're not willing to do the work you're just simply not willing to work for the blessing and that could be either that you're not willing to do the inner work to work on yourself work on your mindset work on your beliefs so that you can have a more positive outlook that makes the opportunities more attracted to you so that people will come to you so that uh, you know that you can hold on to the blessings that you're calling in or it could be that you're you've done the inner work but you're not willing to do the outer work which could be taking that inspired action if you're looking for more money that could be taking up more shifts at work or taking on a separate job or selling some stuff that you've kept in the garage or I don't know, selling cupcakes at a garage sale. I don't know. The point is just, we sometimes have to also take those first few steps to show that we are being genuine in what we're asking. It's not just about thinking the thoughts and then it'll come to you. It's also about being willing to work for it. And I constantly come back to this point when I'm talking about this subject, but if we're not willing to do the work, what is the point of this life? Because Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said to us, as long as you've said your Shahada and you're Muslim, you're going to heaven. Khalas, that's it. But he's not doing that. Instead, he is saying you say your Shahada, that is the first step. Then there's second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and a millionth step and that is the rest of our lives continuously coming back to pray continuously coming back to dua, continuously donating to zakat c- continuously being a nice person not being an asshole, continuously doing all of the things that make us muslim it is not just a statement it is a lifestyle and it's the same thing when we're asking him for blessings we have to be willing to put the work in it's fine and i understand allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest creator he can create something from nothing and if he want to he could bless you instantly without you having to lift a finger i understand that i'm not disputing this in any way but again in majority of times allah expects something from us even the prophets had to work for the blessings that allah was giving them they weren't just you know fed hand and foot or given hand and foot I don't know how that saying goes but I'm pretty sure you understand exactly what I mean they weren't just blessed with everything in fact they probably had the hardest lives you know because they were prophets and they were so convicted in their beliefs they were so um because they were so such big believers that Allah knew that they could handle it. So, in fact, they got the bigger tests and they had to work harder than most of us for often much less than what we would consider today being a successful life. You know, so think of it that way. You know, you you have to do the work as well. OK, point number four, I've got two more points and then I will let you go again. (laughs) But the next point is that you're simply not being specific enough when you're asking for something. So when it shows up, you just you're you you, you you're not aware of it because you don't have a clue of what it is that you've asked for in the first place. And I like to take this example again with money, to say, often we say, well, I would just like to make more money. Well, what is that? 10 pounds is more money, 1,000 pounds is more money, 10,000 pounds is more money. More money could be, you know, I just want to be able to pay off this debt and after that I'm actually pretty good, like as long as I can pay off this debt. And sometimes it's, I actually, when it comes down to it, only need 200 pounds a month more and then I'd actually be thriving Um, but it looks different to different people so you could say I want more money and not be specific enough not having sat down and done a budget and figured out well what is it exactly that I'm asking for and what kind of life is it that I'm trying to lead with this money what am I trying to do with it and instead you end up getting more money but it doesn't quite live up to your expectations because in your mind you've been thinking oh I want hundreds of thousands or I want millions and then you get maybe a check for ten thousand and it's just not good enough for you because you want more because you weren't specific enough Okay, so this is where specificity comes really heavily into play. It's more for ourselves than it is for Allah, because Allah, of course, knows what is in our hearts. He knows our desires. He knows what it is that we truly want. But when we're asking for it, he also wants to make sure that we understand when he's actually blessed us with the things that we're asking for, instead of going, Ya Allah, you haven't even responded to me. And in reality, he's responded 10 times over, but it's just not living up to your expectations because you haven't been able to sit down and figure out what your expectation is to begin with. And lastly, and this might be a little bit triggering for some people, but I'm going to go there anyway because I think it's such an important point to also mention, is what you're asking for realistic. You'll hear a lot of gurus and coaches talk about you can manifest uh, a million pounds as easily as you can manifest one pound and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Listen, yes, I you absolutely can. Again, there are no limitations to Allah and he can work wonders, create something from absolutely nothing. But is it realistic for you? Or do you need to build up gradually to the manifestation? Do you need to do more work gradually in time before you can start asking for bigger and bigger things? I think the problem is that when we, un- we when we hear about the law of attraction and that you can manifest practically anything you want in your life, we I don't want to say we get greedy, but we get a little bit too excited. And so we set these goals really high. Nothing wrong with that. The problem is that if we're not... Um, accustomed to the things that we're asking for, if we don't have the mindset to be able to contain the kind of blessings that we're asking for, if we don't have the internal infrastructure to receive that kind of blessing or believe that we are worthy of that kind of blessing. And I'm not talking about saying to yourself a couple of times mirror, I am worthy to be rich. I'm talking about fully, genuinely within yourself, believe that you are worthy and capable of having that kind of blessing come into your life and receiving it well doing well with it and also maintaining it and then doing it repeatedly um so again is it realistic you have to mind yourself here a little bit you know take baby steps rather than you know it, like the whole point is you you, you don't you don't uh, see children the moment they pop out of the mum start running marathons no they start you know just lying <laughs> lying like a bit of a a poopy blob um being kind of worthless and then at some point they start building their confidence and then they start lifting their heads up and then they start rolling over and then they start crawling and then they start maybe walking around on their knees before they you know start holding on to things and walking at the side of a table or whatever the point is that it's gradual because a confidence needs to be built and i would argue that 99 out of 100 people <laughs> are probably going to need to gradually build themselves up because we're not necessarily used to doing that inner work we're used to other people doing the work or us being able to be lazy around it and just kind of be like ah it's not that important i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow so we'll save a lot of podcasts and youtubes and TikToks and instagrams and whatever with tips and tricks on how to journal your way to happiness and I'll make the visualization board tomorrow or mood board tomorrow. I'll ask for Allah for the thing tomorrow. Oh, well, actually, it's the weekend. I'll wait until Monday. You get what I'm trying to say here. We keep postponing it because doing the work is actually it's, con- it's a continual process. And sometimes it's really difficult because we almost don't know where we're going to begin. The point is that you just kind of have to start somewhere. And if you're struggling to figure out where to begin, I'd say hire a coach like a, like a coach who can help with that kind of mindset and belief system and unraveling it and building up new ones or start talking to a therapist. That's been my absolute um, magic cure. Well, there was no magic in it. There was a lot of money invested into my therapist and a lot of time for years. And it's a session a week and I'm still seeing my therapist at the time of recording this episode and I absolutely love her for the work that she's been able to do together with me and the um, the mindsets that I've been able to change change slowly and over time with her help. So if you're not, not at all sure of where to begin, then ask for help. You don't have to do it on your own, but it requires that you need to do that work. And then as you start doing that work, you can start asking for things little at a time, build up that... Um, belief system, build up that faith and trust that Allah hears you and replies to you. You might have that as a, on a surface level. Yes, I know that Allah is this ultimate creator and whatnot. But when it comes down to it, like in practice, do you have enough faith to also be able to really fully surrender your du'a to him and know that he will answer them? You'd be surprised if if you're sitting down and really thinking of it that a lot of people kind of kind of don't feel that secure that they're worthy of these blessings. So, you know, doing a little bit of that work, I'm just saying it, it is absolutely necessary. So are your are your uh, the things that you're asking for realistic? And if they're not, maybe tone it down a little bit. Go back, do the work. Work on the mindset and then gradually get better at it and build that confidence little by little. Don't try to leap when you can take small steps. Um, There's no point in leaping because all you're going to do is exhaust yourself. (laughs) Nobody's telling you to leap. We're just asking you to take one step at a time. And when I say we, it's clearly the royal we because I'm just talking about myself unless you're counting the dogs and the chickens and the turkey, but we're not. So. Anyway, I feel like I have spoken enough. I'm just going to repeat, just remind you of the, four, the five points that I've spoken of. Uh, that the first one about the timeline, don't try to force Allah into your timeline, rather surrender to his timeline and trust that you've asked for it and he has already answered. Your duha is just in his time and it will come when it's right. Number two, that Allah has already sent you the manifestation, you just haven't been aware of it because your ex- your expectations of what it's going to look like is different to how it's actually showing up number three you're simply not willing to do the work whether it be the inner work and working on your mindset and your belief system or that you're actually not willing to do the physical outside work of applying for a job or doing the things or writing the book or whatever it might be number four you're simply not specific enough so even if you've received the blessings and Allah has been sending them to you time and again you're just not specific enough so even when it comes it's doesn't feel satisfactory to you. It's not enough because you haven't put a number or a a, a specific word to it, a specific achievement, something like that to when the manifestation has come. And lastly, is it realistic or is it something that you need to gradually build up in order to manifest bigger and greater things? And if you are struggling to start doing the work, you can always seek the help of a professional. There are many who are so happy to take your money and work with you, of course. (laughs) Anyway, I hope there was something beneficial for you in this episode. If you have any questions to anything in this episode, or if you'd like to connect with me or ask me for any advice or any questions that you'd have that you'd like for me to answer in the next episode on the podcast then please feel free to reach out to me over on instagram at manifesting that is where you can reach me easiest or if you're on tiktok then at manifesting send me a dm over there or leave me a comment on any of my videos i see all of them and so far so far because i'm not viral i'm not big i have been able to answer every single comment that I've received so I should also be able to see yours when that comes in inshallah anyway that is all I have for you today thank you so much for listening in and until next time please don't forget my dear friend to live in love